Hey guys, welcome back to the Coffee No Cream Podcast. I am your host, Naima, and I want to welcome you to yet another episode of my podcast. Um, It's been a little gap in between this episode and my last episode, and that's because I've been kind of giving more attention to other things that I've been working on, but uh, you guys have made sure to kind of hold me accountable, and I can appreciate that because one, it shows that someone's listening and you guys like listening and you look forward to listening so shout out to y'all if you are just joining me for your very first episode i want to welcome you if you are one of my return listeners i want to welcome you back and i want to thank you for continuously riding with me and just listening and staying on top of me and giving me ideas and feedback and everything else it definitely does not go unnoticed um as you guys may or may not have guessed from the title i want to talk about something that has to deal with mental health I think you guys can kind of gauge from some of my episodes and some of my posts that I am someone who likes to be able to assist and help someone in dealing with mental health issues or battles or things like that you know and one thing that I wanted to talk about was seasonal depression you know with kind of maintaining and monitoring my health and mental health being one of the things that I try to focus on a lot It weighed heavy on my heart to talk about SAD, which is also an abbreviated term for seasonal depression, um, SAD standing for seasonal affective disorder. I just wanted to kind of touch on it because uh, someone may be going through this and not know, you know, as someone that has dealt with depression and possibly seasonal depression without identifying it as such or being able to put that particular label on it. I wanted to touch on that in an episode because we are kind of approaching and already in the time of year with this type of depression is very common you know and from a surface level you know this type of depression is kind of commonly and most directly related to changes in seasons you know um it is kind of said to begin and end at the same time every year um which happens to be like fall continuing into the winter months and even sometimes there's like a spring summer form of uh, seasonal depression And, you know, it's during these months that many people tend to kind of suffer from um, so many different symptoms and significant changes in their moods and behavior patterns. And they don't know why, you know, um, during spring and early summer, you know, like I said, the likelihood of that same type of depression exists, but it's a lot less, you know, and I just kind of found it important to touch on this type of depression because I want someone who may be feeling the things that I'm about to mention to be able to put on a a label, you know what I mean? Or something to associate with why they might be feeling this way because it's annoying to feel something and not know what it is or be able to identify it because sometimes to begin working on it, you need to know what to pinpoint, you know? Um, So, you know, as always, 
as I touch on this topic and get into this episode itself, you know, I want to remind my listeners that I am not an expert nor a medical official. So there will be things that tie into depression and dealing with this type of depression and depression as a whole that may require a professional who has, who has been trained to kind of deal with and treat such things, you know, and because there are other mood disorders that can resemble one another and that may feel like seasonal depression, but be something that requires more attention and a different attempt or, you know, um, method of treatment. I want someone to also take the step of allowing an advisement or an assessment from a health professional, you know, someone who is trained to tell you exactly what it is that you're going through. I just want to help somebody who just may need something to listen to or just may need someone to relate to or just need something to say, yo, I'm going through this. I'm glad to know that I'm not alone, you know? Um, so yeah, let's do this. Anywho. So, you know, um, I want people to know, because I feel like, you know, yeah, we're in a space where, especially during 2020 with the whole COVID and the quarantining, people have been really stepping back and looking at their whole life from a different focal point. And they've been able to focus on things specifically like self-care, mental health, um, positive affirmations, and just being a better, healthier version of themselves in a world that seems to kind of be in disarray, you know, and I just want people to know that it is very common to go through seasonal depression. You know, when it comes to things like depression, it's never suggested that you self-diagnose yourself, but it is a little easier to identify when it is a, a seasonal, excuse me, um, a seasonal type of depression, you know, and I want to let you guys know that it's so common that it tends to have about 3 million cases, uh, cases per year, you know, um, let's talk about the causes. So as far as a specific cause, it remains unknown, you know what I mean? But people know that the same symptoms and the same type of associated symptoms show up at the same type of year, same time of year. So some factors that can include or play a role in seasonal depression is kind of like what they would call um, your Carcadian rhythm. I think that's the appropriate pronunciation, Carcadian. And that has to do with like your internal biological clock, you know, and this clock is the clock that tends to regulate your sleep your mood um it influences your hormones and any shift in your hormones and it is tied into like a lack of sun exposure and they say that a reduced level of sunlight in the fall and winter may cause what would be winter onset sad seasonal depression so you know this decrease in sunlight can kind of like disrupt your body's rhythm and it can cause a shift and a disruption in your body's internal clock. And that just kind of leads to the feelings of the seasonal depression. Then there tends to be a significant drop in serotonin levels. And as you know, or may not know, when it comes to serotonin, that's like a brain chemical. And it kind of has like this neurotransmitter that tells your body what mood it's in and what it's feeling. And when the seasons are changing you experience a really significant drop in your serotonin level because there's a reduce in sunlight or a reduction in sunlight and sometimes when it happens so suddenly it can really trigger depression like depression as a whole but definitely seasonal depression 
And I live in New York. And if you live in New York or you've visited New York or you know people that live in New York, they can tell you that two weeks ago it was hot. We didn't have no jackets on. We was living our best lives, had on our sunglasses. And there was a reason to have on sunglasses because there was sun. Now, two weeks later, we got on jackets. We don't know if we got to break out our Tims. Like the weather has changed significantly and it shows, you know, so that can that's another thing that can kind of be a cause from of seasonal depression. Then you have like your melatonin levels. Now, what I'm noticing is that a lot of people I know within my age group seem to be suffering with some sort of sleep disorder in general. But during the time where we're shifting into that seasonal depression range, there is a definite disruption in the balance, the body's balance of melatonin and the levels are dropping. So if you're someone who suffers from insomnia, um, it may worsen. If you're someone who already has sleeping issues, it may increase, you know, so they say that seasonal depression during the winter can play a huge role in your sleep patterns, you know, so a lot of people are saying like, okay, I'm feeling this, but I don't know why. Oh, I don't know what's causing it. So this, this is where I come in. I just kind of want you to know the cause of this type of depression. And when it comes to symptoms, uh, some of the symptoms that you can kind of look to when it comes to determining if you may be suffering from seasonal depression are just feeling depressed, uh, as a whole feeling depressed most of the day pretty much every day and if you're someone that doesn't know that you're depressed you may not know that that's what you're feeling but if you are someone that has dealt with depression at some capacity then you kind of know it when it shows up um when you're dealing with seasonal depression there is like a loss of interest in activities that you once enjoyed so like think about like everything well there's been a limitation to what we can do right now in this quarantine world and the COVID world and stuff like that. But uh, with us being in a, sta- a stage where we are able to go out and about and commingle, even with social distancing in place, you know, some of the things that you were able to do when it was a little bit warmer in a social distancing world, you kind of just, for some reason, noticed that you no longer had a desire to do those things anymore. Um, there's also like low energy. For some reason, you become like, extremely irritable you withdraw from social activities which kind of ties into losing interest in activities you know you kind of have problems as I mentioned earlier with sleeping or like an extreme fatigue it it depends on your body you know then you start to experience changes in your appetite or weight you can start to feel sluggish you start to feel agitated you start to feel anxious um for some people there is like a difficulty in trying to concentrate uh for some people as with depression as a whole you start to feel hopeless or maybe even worthless or you know like just not yourself uh guilty some people and I and I know someone may not think it's this extreme but some people who experience seasonal depression even tend to have frequent thoughts of death or suicide. And let me say this. Um, again, I'm no professional. But if someone is thinking about suicide, rather it's directly tied into depression or seasonal depression or something else, I just want to advise you 
maybe even plead with you to reach out to someone. Please do not go through that alone. Um, if I can be of any help, reach out to me, DM me. I do not take things like that lightly. I know it's not easy to deal with. I know it's not an easy thought to have. You know, if I can direct you to someone who is professionally trained and can help you, I do not mind, you know, but like I said, I just want you guys to be able to know what it may be and why you may be having these thoughts and just know that you're not quote unquote crazy for feeling this way, you know, and there are symptoms that I just previously mentioned that are heightened or specific to certain seasons. So, you know, like for instance, in the fall and the winter, that's where you deal with things like oversleeping or the feeling or the desire to oversleep. That's where you have the appetite changes. That's where you start to crave foods that are higher in carbohydrates. That's where you start to kind of experience weight gain and tiredness and low energy, you know, much different from when it's like spring and summer seasonal depression. You know, when it's the spring and the summer, it's still a form of depression, but you're kind of coming out of it and you have trouble sleeping because now there's more light. As you know, in the fall and winter, the sun sets earlier, um, it's colder, people are out less and they have less light exposure. So that in turn can cause fatigue or make them more tired because it's dark. But when it becomes spring and summer, that's where you kind of get the trouble sleeping as it pertains to insomnia because your body is being exposed to more light. And naturally, when the body feels light, sees light, or is exposed to light, it believes that it has to wake up. Um, so that's the spring and summer. Then you still have the decreased appetite and the poor appetite, just like in the fall and winter. Uh, unlike in the winter, in the summer or spring, you experience weight loss during this type of sleep, seasonal depression and there's a little more agitation they say and a little bit more anxiety but anxiety nonetheless in all of those seasons um now because like I said seasonal depression is very common there are complications that can arise that people may not know are complications because they're just thinking that things are changing with the season you know um and I, what I will say is this even though they say like okay yeah seasonal depression can be self-treatable according to medical professionals because it's just what the seasons is not as deep as depression itself I want to say this please do not take any of these things lightly I think you should take it seriously no matter what type of depression because depression is depression in my opinion and it can get worse and it can lead to problems that if not treated can really become problematic you know and depression is not easy to deal with um I think one of the things that I've noticed has been a common thing or a symptom that I you know when I have conversations with people who are going through depression or who have one thing they always seem to say is that they noticed that they started to withdraw socially like that was the first sign you know and then they noticed that they just didn't feel the same about work or if you're in school they didn't feel the same about school 
some people pointed out that they started to kind of gravitate towards things like substance abuse, um, eating disorders, suicidal behavior, you know, staying to themselves, not wanting to talk to anyone, overeating or not eating enough, you know, and it's like these same type of complications can come with seasonal depression and just turn into full on depression. So I just want you to know, like, please don't take this lightly. You know, there are even like risk factors that can come along with seasonal depression, you know, um, and ironically, or maybe not so ironically, if you're someone who has done your research on depression, for some reason, it seems to be more common in women than in men. Um, and more common in younger adults than in older adults for some reason, you know, and when I think about like some of the factors when I was doing my research and just trying to read up on seasonal depression, because like I said, I had dealt with it and didn't know that that's what it was. I didn't know that there were things like family history that could contribute to your ability or your exposure or possibility of having seasonal depression you know what I mean it was pretty much said that if you have blood relatives with seasonal depression or who suffer from that um and also just any other form of depression that you were more likely to go through that um pretty much what I did know of course is that like if you already deal with depression or some sort of bipolar disorders that those same symptoms can worsen seasonally. So I knew that, but uh, I didn't I didn't put two and two together, so to speak. Uh, they say, like, if you live far from the equator, um, that, for instance, say... What was it that I read? Uh, for instance, say that people who live far north or south of the equator, that it's more common for them. You know, and I, like I said, I think one of the biggest factors in that is that the sunlight decreases and the winter presents us with longer days than summer months, you know. So, um, like I said, it's common, you know, and I just want you guys to know what it looks like. And you know what I want to say, too, about depression and seasonal depression? It can be such a normal feeling that you just learn to exist in it. Like, I remember... um before I knew the importance of maintaining and monitoring my mental health and being able to put a label on something, I remember calling my mom and I was just like, you know, um, and I'll touch lightly on this because I'm still grieving and talking about my mom is bittersweet. But I remember calling her clearly and I was at school. I was in college at the time when I was going for my bachelor's and I was like, I don't know. I don't feel like myself. I said, I'm sad. I feel like crying all the time. I can't sleep. I just want to sit in the dark. And I don't know why. I said, I think I might be depressed. And, you know, me and my mom had never really had a dialogue about depression. Um, but she said to me, I think you are too. And it had become so normal for me to feel that way. And I think it was just like a bad breakup that had intensified it that I didn't know that it was abnormal to be like this. You know, and I felt like I was just existing in a world where only I felt this way and no one could relate and no one would understand and people would judge me and only crazy people are depressed and pretty much all those stigmas that are, that are associated with this um, type of disorder. And that just wasn't it, you know, and, you know, as always, I always try to come 
forward with some sort of solution to these type of things, you know, and I I wanted to kind of like, I jotted down a list of things that you can do to kind of help you combat with seasonal depression. Um, I want to say, as always, have a trusted support system. You know, there's nothing like having someone that you can talk to about these things because I, it breaks my heart for people to think that they should have to suffer in silence from something like this because that's not how it has to be um and kind of come up with what's going to be like your seasonal depression like survival kit so let's say that you're not a winter person like myself so I'm not a winter person I'm an introvert anyway or I saw a post on Instagram that described me perfectly and I'm an ambivert like I could thrive, thrive in social settings, but I like to be by myself. Um, but anyway, in the winter, I'm not. I'm a summer baby, and I like the summer. I love the summer, in fact. I appreciate the fall, but I do not like the winter. And I know that the four seasons make the world go round, and they keep things going, but I don't like it. But anyway, um, find things, if you're a person like me that doesn't like the winter, um, find things that you can do to make winter enjoyable enough to kind of get you out of that rut so if you do uh, yoga practice yoga Um, make it a point to get out and about at least maybe 30 minutes a day take a walk Um, ask for help you know what I mean like I said earlier don't be afraid to seek the help of a professional Uh, plan something Like, even if you plan something in advance, it kind of gives you something to look forward to and plan something that you enjoy. Because if you plan something that you enjoy, naturally your body is excited and anticipating being able to do that thing. Um, Make sure that you are taking vitamin D supplements. uh, If you may have a deficiency to that, like I know for me, I have to take vitamin D in the wintertime because for some reason with the change in season and with it being cold and a decrease in sunlight my d levels drop um practice self-care you know uh i personally don't like plants my mom had a green thumb but they say that plants you know produce certain chemicals that improve the mood so if you don't have plants in your house maybe buy one plant uh buy something that's low maintenance if you're not really into plants and build from there if you decide that you like plants um drink lots of tea like chamomile tea peppermint tea green tea like you know they say that tea has been known to kind of have um positive effects on your mood you can also do things like light a candle like i know for me as i mentioned in the beginning of my of this season i started my own candle line and i don't know what i enjoyed most like because i like candles anyway but it was more so like the thrill of watching it come all together or all come together or actually burning it when it was, you know, time to test it out or just light my own candles. It was dope. So, you know, I think also I would suggest maybe trying something that you've wanted to try or like tapping into your creative side, crafting something, you know, um, taking deep breaths, you know, bubble baths. Like I have an episode Uh, where I focus on self-care and I think a lot of the things that are that's season one though I think a lot of the things that I mentioned on that episode would be rather helpful now um 
you know, like get all diffusers. Those are really good for kind of relaxing you and getting you into that center space. If you enjoy working out or you've been thinking about working out, work out. You know, I know a lot of people are skeptical about going to the gyms, like they're open, but you're just not completely comfortable with uh, some things that may be in place and you just may be trying to do whatever you can to stay safe. So work out outdoors, you know, um, pay attention to the foods that you are eating. You know, there are certain foods that are known to worsen your mood and there are foods that are known to improve your mood. So do your research on that, too. Uh, while easier said than done, try to get at least eight hours of sleep. I can't tell you the last time that I got eight hours, but they do say the more you sleep, uh, the better it is or that it can be for your body. Now, if it's one of those things where it's the seasonal depression making you want to sleep, you kind of got to find that balance of getting adequate rest for your body to function properly, but making sure that that's not all that you do. Um, journal. I am a big fan of journaling. I don't do it every day because I don't have the time. But sometimes if I just want to get my thoughts out, if I have a lot of things running through my mind, if I have a lot on my mind, I'll sit down and I'll write it out. Because sometimes I think so much and do so much and have so much going on that it can create congestion. And sometimes congestion in the mind can translate in so many different ways for the body and for the mind. So maybe getting to journaling, you know what I mean? Um, like I said, build activities into your schedules. Um, be forthcoming about how you're feeling. Be honest with yourself. You know, if you're not feeling like yourself, acknowledge that. You know what I mean? Like, do what you can to bring yourself out of that space. But be able to say, like, yo, I'm not feeling like myself. I'm off. I'm sad. I'm down. You know, like, if you're normally the strong friend here, not feeling so strong, that's fine, too. You know, um, stay connected with your social circle. You know, it doesn't have to be a huge amount of people, but if you have one or two people that you just feel particularly comfortable with or they bring out sides of you that you like when you're not yourself, talk to those people. You know, um, seek therapy. You know, I know we're living in a time right now where therapy, the rates of therapy have increased. Um, and I know people are thinking like, well, how can I find a therapist right now if we have to be in the house and you have virtual therapy, you have talk therapy, um, and so much more. So there's a lot more things or options that have become available to make it possible. And I know that therapy is not the cheapest thing to do. Um, and it's not always the easiest thing to do, especially if you're a parent, if you have a busy schedule, if you're a student, if you're working, it's kind of hard to tie that into an already busy schedule. But if you can, I advise you to try and do so. You know, um, I know finding a therapist itself is not an easy task because in my opinion, it's kind of much like being in a relationship. It does require finding a good fit and how much you mesh with someone. So maybe for someone that may want to find a therapist, just the act of doing that can be rather exhausting but once you find that good fit and you find someone that l speaks to you and taps into you in a way that you couldn't do for yourself um it's worth the search you know what I mean and it can work you know and I know I've also seen people just saying like um I don't see therapists that look like me 
you know, and one of my, that wasn't where I found my therapist when I was looking for one, but uh, I know a very helpful resource is therapy, therapyforblackgirls.com. And I know it says therapy for black girls, but there are men that I know that have gone to that site and have tried to seek out therapists who look like them and would be willing to take on a male client. Um, you know, and like I said, as I wrap this episode up, you know, and just in this conversation about seasonal depression, like I said, the main purpose of this episode was to possibly help someone be more aware of what seasonal depression is and know that it's a thing and also allow someone to have a label for it. Um, know this too. If you're dealing with seasonal depression, um, don't feel like you can't reach out to others because you may think that people are genuinely not concerned with your battle with depression or maybe you feel like people are going to judge you. That's not your thing to worry about. Reach out to those who you know you can trust with this type of information and with your emotions and with your feelings and take it from there. You know what I mean? You don't want to overthink about it or overthink it. Um, and maybe you've just become accustomed to dealing with things on your own because that's all you know how to do and that's who you know to be. It won't always work. You know what I mean? Like people need people. And I know a lot of times you may go through things where people have showcased that you couldn't depend on them. But trust me, there is at least one person that you can depend on, you know. Um, and if it's a thing where you simply just don't want to be a burden to other people, trust me, there is someone out there. Maybe if you don't know who that person is just yet, take a chance on who you think it could be. There's someone out there that's waiting to be that shoulder for you to lean on or that form of support, you know. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, when it came to me not knowing that I might have been deal dealing with depression, you know, maybe you've just become conditioned to believe that the stigmas that surround mental health and depression can only affect certain types of individuals, but that's not true, you know. And if you look at my mental health or listen to my Mental Health Matters episode, I kind of talked about that, like the stigmas and how they can hold you back from the healing that you need, you know, um, and some people just keep it together even when they're battling depression because that's what they know how to do. Um, but eventually we all fall apart. Well, not a lot of people fall apart, maybe not everyone, but everybody has a breaking point at some point in some time from something, you know, and I can't stress enough that depression knows no circumstances. You know what I mean? So I hope I helped. And as always, I just want to be of assistance for someone else. Like a few people, like three, three to four reached out to me and asked me if I've ever considered virtual coaching. And I have. Um, it's just important to me because I'm already coaching two people to be available to all people that I'm coaching in all ways so that no one is lacking. Um, and it's very important to me to be a guide, um, and an appropriate guide. And it's important for me to guide, for God to use me when the time comes. So I'm leaning towards it because for some reason I've noticed a spike in people asking and I think there may be something to it. So, you know, stay tuned. But even if it's not in a, a coaching aspect and you just want some advice or you just someone want someone to listen to you or talk to you or you know help in some way please do not hesitate to reach out dm me email me leave a comment like i don't ignore these things i promise you 
anyone that may have reached out to me in the past can attest to the fact that I respond to everyone. Um, and, you know, as a final remark, I just kind of want to say, please, again, do not suffer alone. Do not suffer in silence. Um, give yourself compassion. Give yourself the capacity to heal. Um, give yourself any type of positivity that you think you may need. Speak healing into your life. It's not always that easy when it comes to dealing with depression. Sometimes it may require something deeper, such as medication or just talk therapy, dealing with someone who can be additional support. But nonetheless, just don't do it by yourself. You don't have to. Like I said, there's someone in the world that will be willing to be that support for you. Um, And just know that true healing takes time. You know, like for me, my growth, my healing and those things related to it will always be an ongoing thing. Because if I am to have the expectation that I have of myself, I'm always going to be working to become a better version of myself in different stages of my life. You know what I mean? So um, give it time. Don't rush the process. Don't allow someone to tell you what your healing should look like. Don't allow someone to tell you what your coping mechanism should be. Everybody's different, so decide what works for you. Um, and check on your strong friends and family. You know what I mean? If you're the strong friend, know that you don't always have to be strong. Um, and if you're the quote-unquote weak friend, check on your strong friends too. You know, like support is a balanced thing. You know, so as always, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for giving me a bit of your time. Thank you for listening with an open mind and an open heart. You know, if you're not following me already, head over and do that. My Instagram is at part of my chic, P-A-R-D-O-N dot M-Y dot C-H-I-C chic. My Twitter handle is the same. Uh, Follow me on Snapchat at coffee no dot cream. And, you know, like I said, if you have any questions, comments, email me. DM me, drop me a comment. My email is coffee.no.creampodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's coffee.no.creampodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys. Um, I have some new things in the work too, but I'm not ready to drop the deets on that because there are things I got to finalize. But um, I don't know. It's looking like it's going to be a good winter. Like I know there's been a lot going on. My life is very different, but I'm optimistic about stepping into greatness before the year concludes. So anyway, as always, thank you guys, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.